the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. What's on your financial mind? Anything you want to talk about? We should talk about. It's the holiday season we all find so pleasing. Debt ceiling fears on, debt ceiling fears off. That kind of seems to be the yo-yo that we be playing with at the playground these days, right? For whatever reason, right or wrong, it seems to be what we're playing with. We have the SP 500 up 20, the NASDAQ up 39, the Dow Jones Dust average up 50. So clearly, budget optimism. It's like, did some senator say something positive and I fell asleep? Yeah, I guess that's what happened. Intel CEO is going to retire in May. Paul Odellini stepping down from the world's leading chip maker at a time when it's grappling with weak PC demand as the industry shifts towards mobile computing. Nah. That's our business stories of the day. Lowe's quarterly sales and profit beat Wall Street expectations. Good things are going to come for Lowe's and Home Depot. As soon as New Jersey allows itself to start rebuilding. I know you're saying, what's that mean? It means they haven't figured out who the contractors are or who the contractors aren't at this point in time. And once they do, a lot of stuff's going to be bought from Home Depot and Lowe's. Those reported higher than expected quarterly profit, preparation rebuilding efforts tied to Superstorm Sandy, Duncan. Improving housing market boosted businesses at the world's number two home improvement chain. I got an email, which we should discuss, because it's a little bit on the shocking side. You can always email me, Rob, at robblack.com. It's Rob at robblack.com. Hey, Rob. This comes from Rob in Vermont. My wife and I currently three years into a 30-year mortgage at five and a quarter percent. Currently trying to refine to a 15-year 2.75 percent. I know what you're going to say about paying off mortgage debt, but I'm really excited about that interest rate. Would you suggest going with a 15-year or maybe a 20 or 25? Currently, owe 185,000 on the house. Income's over 200,000. Have credit card debt over 30,000. I know what you're going to say about that. We're working on it. Have student loans currently more than our mortgage. My wife recently finished a residency in psychiatry. I have a hard time passing up on that interest rate if we're able to get it. We plan on staying here at least another five years. We're both pushing 40 with two kids. We've got almost 100K in a 401K. What do you think? First and foremost, I think he already has all the answers. He's just looking for someone to support him. He's looking for someone to hold his hand and say, good job, trust yourself. That's part of what I do here. Trying to refine into a 15-year at 2.75, first and foremost, if that's what you want to do, that's great. I think you have to have a bigger discussion with 100K at age 40 with two kids. Is that where you want to be as far as retirement dollars go? 100K is on the low side. Because that's going to be 200K by the time he's 
pushing 50. It's going to be 400K by the time he's pushing 60. Now, I have a hard time believing that he currently has an income of, what's this currently income, 200K, that he's going to be able to live off 400K in retirement. His Social Security is going to come out to about $20,000 a year. So if his current budget holds up of 200K, he's 180K short of that. And that means he's got about two years of retirement planning, and that's it. Then again, his kids are going to get older, and as his kids get older, he's going to have to pay for their college. It's going to be, if he pays for their college, it's going to be at least 100000 say that. So in my mind, he's got nothing saved for retirement. Now, if you want to go with a 15-year on a primary residence, absolutely. If he's only going to be there another five years, get a five-year loan. Have the cheapest cost of money for five years and then move on. If that's what you're – I mean, he knows all these answers. Their student loans are currently more than the mortgage. They've got over $185,000 in student loans. Now, his wife is a residency in psychiatry. That's good. I'm assuming his income is the 200K and hers is not. So they're looking at becoming a very high-income family very soon, as soon as the residency's over. I don't really have all the answers here. And that's the truth about money is that sometimes you don't have all the answers. You clearly see that I'm doing the best I can with the data that I'm given. But the 15-year mortgage versus the 30-year mortgage is a payment. How long does he want to pay it off? Does he want to transfer equity into a new home? Does he have equity? Why does he have to move in five years? Keep in mind, it takes a good year and a half, two years sometimes to justify that paying off or restructuring of the loan into a lower rate. So I think he has all the answers. I mean, clearly, when you write somebody an email that's six to eight sentences and you're looking for financial advice, um, there's so many follow-up questions, but you get the idea, right? You have the answers. It's got $30,000 of credit card debt. First and foremost, if that's over 8%, that needs to be paid off today. I don't care if you're a residency in psychiatry. Go get a job giving men massages on weekends. Go get a job delivering pizzas. Go get a job doing something to pay off $30,000. Anything over 8%, you're not make, markets don't provide that. So you have to pay that off immediately. You can always drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. It's kind of cool to think that i got a listener in Vermont, right? When I think of Vermont, I think Pepperidge Farm. And the, the sausage, the Jimmy Dean sausage on Pepperidge Farm. Okay. We could talk a lot of stuff, and we will. Fluff is enough right now. And that's what's pushing the markets higher today. It's kind of like I said, it... She loves me, she loves me not. She loves me, she loves me not. She loves me, she loves me not. There's nothing substantial behind the news out there today. It's all fluff. Fiscal compromise might happen. Fluff. Gaza Strip. Ceasefire. They've been throwing sticks and stones at each other in that area of the world for 2,000 years. I expect it to happen till it's finally a nuclear strike. Fluff. Missiles are being fired on each other. Oil prices are up 1.2% today. 
Arizona finance ministers are going to be meeting tomorrow to figure out an extended bailout plan for Greece. Fluff! Like, we've heard this all... This is all... I would seriously use a dirty word here. This is B.S. This is processed through the stomach, through the intestines. Fluff. It's going to be a short week. We live in a nation of hope. I hope the 49ers win tonight. I hope that there's peace in the Middle East. Peace! I hope that Greece somehow figures out a way to stay inside the European Union, which I don't think they can. Mathematically, it does not make sense. It's like a glove that does not fit. You must quit. Thanksgiving holiday on Thursday. Economic reporting will be done by Wednesday. Housing starts. Weekly initial claims. All positive. Thanksgiving week often sees a positive trading activity. Thanksgiving, the day before and after Thanksgiving combined, we've seen only 12 losses in 59 years. People are hopeful. In the spirit of Thanksgiving, go eat some turkey. It's Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Back into Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Big financial group. I mean, Blackstone is saying that we got about two more years of buying distressed properties. Foreclosed homes. It's going to take about two more years to get to the completion of that cycle of buying cheap assets. Prices are starting to move faster. A friend of mine put a bid on a home and was trying to buy it short, and someone put a higher bid on it. She lost it. To get your calls in there, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about S&P 500 is up 20, the Nasdaq's up 37, the Dow Jones Industrial Average up 144. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. Chad Burton is a financial planner with New Focus Financial. Coming in today to talk a little bit about long-term care insurance. Let's start with what is long-term care? Well, long-term care insurance, and, and for the record, I don't sell long-term care insurance. Okay, that's but, good. You know, fee-based financial planning, but I'm a huge believer in it. I started in this business at a pretty young age with my grandfather, who had a lot of older clients. Right. And about two years into the business, it seemed like the phone was ringing almost every week. I'd get a call from a husband or a wife saying, they've gone into a nursing home, they've got Alzheimer's, uh, you know, how am I going to pay for this? It's, back then it was even three or $4,000 a month. Now you're approaching five or six. In the Bay Area, you can see nursing home costs as high as 10 for a, a month for a skilled right. nursing facility. Which, do the math, that's $100,000 a year. Yeah, 120. So the average person, once they go into a nursing home, first of all, once you hit about 70, there's about a 60% chance you're going in. Okay. And the average stay is three years. So that includes the people that go in for 10 years with dementia and just, you know, and, and that's, the, that's the killer of the portfolio. Yeah. And then there's those that go in for six months and have a stroke and die or, or you know, whatever. It's, it's the average stay in America is about three years. And Medicare doesn't cover it. If you, if you go through the right steps and you end up in a hospital for three days and within 30 days, there's all these rules to get any kind of a, a short-term coverage from Medicare. So the long-term, it's up to you. Okay. you either, you're either going to 
you got a couple of options. You can either pay for yourself. That means you've saved more than enough for retirement. So the person that that's able to self-insure is those people that are 65, and they're able to live off of you know maybe two to three percent of their portfolio, and that's more than enough. Right. They can probably self-insure. There's middle America, which they're retiring and they're having to live off of four or five percent of their portfolio at 65. They need the long-term care insurance the most. And then there's those that haven't saved enough. They're going to go on Medicare or Medicaid, rather, and it's called Medi-Cal in California, which means to get that coverage, not only it's typically not the kind of care you'd really want for yourself or your parents, but you've got to spend down to 2000 bucks, and only a certain amount of your home is now protected as an asset as well. So the, the biggest thing about long-term care insurance is it actually helps you stay out of a nursing home. If you have an event, you, have, you lose the five activities of daily living, let's right. say it's dressing or eating or continence, whatever, They'll pay for somebody to come to your house and take care of you. It helps you stay in your home. Right. And tell me a nursing home that you've like that you've been in, and you oh great food, great people. This is where I want to be in retirement. No, yeah. I'd rather have a wheelchair ramp built at my house so I can stay there. And right? the, the parent that you put in that old folks' home, they're not happy and they're they're, they're bitter and they're pissed about it. So it's a lose lose scenario. So long term care, just so people know, my grandmother she had Alzheimer's disease for five years and it was horrific, watching mm-hmm. her die. Uh, did you know, like, if you don't get out of bed, like, your foot, your bones become so frail, they just collapse? Mm-hmm. Your yeah. arms start to curl up towards your heart because that's just age. Like, you just sit in there waiting to die. Bed sores and everything else. It's ugh. My mother's had a couple strokes, and she's ha- been in um, long-term care three times in the last five years. So it, this is a real issue. For me, I don't know, because I'm, I'm going to live forever, Chad. You know, it's, that's the, that's way the, the problem. people that need it. You know, if you've got fam- you go. more family history of people just having a massive cholesterol issues and they have a heart attack and die, right? versus if I get a client and they have both parents went in with dementia or Alzheimer's, right. um, even the wealthy ones that can do the, the 1% to 2% of income and, and be completely fine, yeah. what happens is, is they get to that point in time and somebody else, like a kid, is making the decision for them on care. Right. And the kid's worried about their inheritance. They're thinking, oh, dad's got Alzheimer's. He doesn't even know where he's at. I'm going to put him in this house where he's sharing a room with somebody else so I can inherit more money. So even wealthy people might want to look at long-term care insurance to take the financial piece of the health care decision yeah. out of the mix. It's really an estate planning piece as well. And you can write that type of instruction into your trusts. So, With, that, with that said, do poor people need to buy long-term care? Um, you know, it... You know what I mean. Poor people can't afford it. I mean, it's it's kind of one of those things where you're where you're looking at costs of two hundred and fifty dollars a month and up. If you buy the stuff, it's you know early. Okay. It's more if you buy it later in life. Four to five thousand a month. Oh yeah, if you're seventy five or eighty. Okay. I mean, it gets to the point. You know, you've got to get it purchased typically by sixty five, sixty six. So in the ghetto, you don't need you don't need long term carriages. Poor people don't need it because the poor they can't people afford are too it. old. You can't afford it. It's it's your your risk is too high. You haven't paid in the pool long enough, and don't think that it might. You know, most of the time when you're going to buy long-term care insurance, um, the agents say, "Well, rates aren't likely to go up," but really they are. Because okay. an insurance company, the only way they can raise rates is if they can go to the state and say, look, we've had higher than expected claims. We need to raise the rates, and the state will let them do that. So that could happen as well. Talking retirement issues and more with certified financial planner Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. <clears throat> and I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. Anything that you want to talk about today, we can talk about. Talk about stocks. Talk about bonds. Talk investing concepts. Sony passes the $4 billion mark this year in revenue based on one thing. 
Well, not based on one thing, but certainly helped the recent Skyfall film became the highest grossing film in James Bond history. Sony Pictures has hit the $4 billion mark. Its previous high was $3.6 billion. $669 million so far made by Bond, James Bond. Who was the best Bond? Was it Roger Moore? Was it Sean Connery? Who was it? The Amazing Spider-Man, Men in Black 3, Hotel Transylvania, 21 Jump Street. Big year. Big year for Sony. In other entertainment news, ABC canceled new show 666 Park Avenue and Last Resort. Both shows are going to finish out their 13 episode seasons. I thought that Last Resort kind of was doing okay in the ratings. I don't know. Like, I don't even know what okay is anymore in television ratings. Jersey Shore star man or star person. The situation accidentally tweeted his phone number on Friday. He answers his phone. A, who doesn't understand how tweeting works? B, who actually answers their phone in this day and age? To get your calls on the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. I will answer my phone. Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez. Are they over? Are they not over? Ah, young love. Young love. Oh, I could go back. It's Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome back again. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. It is a holiday shortened week of trading. I hate these weeks. Hate them. There's so little to talk about. Corporations got to go into turtle mode. And they don't give a lot of information. Rob Gronkowski broke his forearm on an extra point with 355 left to put up the Patriots 59 to 24. And I love stories like that. Why was an all-star still in the game when you're leading by 35 points with four minutes left? It was freakish. Coaches have 45 active players in a game. They don't have a second team. The point after touchdown is one of the most risk-free plays in football. So the coach, is he to blame or not? Second guessing. It's one of America's favorite pastimes. You know, if you're a player in the NFL, sometimes, yeah, you've got to do the kickoff team. Even when you're up by 35 points. Bill Belichick is well known for beating the snot out of teams. And now he's got kind of a bloodlust of people going after him. Tied towards his star pl- one of his star players getting hurt. I mean, the guy's an MVP, Gronkowski. He's a beast. Should they have been keeping their foot on the gas for as long as they did? Probably not. 
but still not all that egregious that the player was out there for seemingly harmless play. Player's only going to be gone for about a month, month and a half. But again, that's the world we live in right now is like second guessing. And you're going to do it in your own portfolio, and it's absurd to do it, and I highly suggest you don't do it. You know, uh, you see football players that uh, hurt themselves bowling. You know, is Apple a buy or sell at these levels? Trust me, you're going to look at it and you're going to go, I want to buy it. And at times you're going to look at it and you're going to say, I want to sell it. And it's the same price. A lot of people are making some moves right now where they're going to regret making the move or they're going to look back and get all greedy about it. My advice to you is, is try, desperately try your very, very best to eliminate emotion from buying decisions and selling decisions. It's tougher than it looks to do. But when you eliminate emotion, you become a much better investor. One of the things that I'm shocked with right now, I'm not sure if you've seen this, but some people are already starting to line up at Best Buy for Black Friday deals. Can anyone explain that to me? There's tents outside of Best Buy. Now, again, I remember in college, we would camp out to get our student tickets for football games. But we weren't really camping out. We were flirting with girls. We were drinking whiskey, sipping on whiskey. You don't drink whiskey, you sip it. It was bitterly cold. It was really a social event about the social aspects of boys and girls. About being in college, being away from mom and dad, staying up all night so you can get a ticket to a football game. Ridiculous, right? But we did it. So, without a compromise, we have this fiscal cliff coming up. And it's going to cost the average family about 3500 bucks, And that, in theory, that should push us into a recession. Most likely what's going to happen is some sort of temporary fix. My producer just posted a message on uh, the whole Black Friday phenomenon of camping out, saying it's just homeless people who want to be on TV. And there is some truth to that. Russ, by the way, will be camping out starting tonight at a local Best Buy near you. He goes to Costco to get meals. Like, that's not a good sign in your life when you're going to Costco to get meals. But you know what? Um, there have been some studies on those people who hand out free samples and how that's wildly successful comparatively to buying a Super Bowl ad. One of the best things you could do as investors know that, yeah, your decisions that you're going to make with greed and fear are important. But one area where you can automatically save money on is your 401k for now. You could lower your taxable income by $17,000 this year. 
people who are over 50 can contribute up to 22,000 and lower their taxable income by 22,000 and not pay federal taxes on that that saving for retirement. You can safeguard your refund by shrinking it. When you file your tax return each year, the amount of tax withheld from your paycheck or submitted through estimated quarterly tax payments ideally should match the amount of tax you owe. More than 75% of American taxpayers give Uncle Sam a tax-free loan, and we get money back. An average refund is about $3,000. That's basically $250 a month that we're lending out and saying, don't pay us any interest. Don't worry about it. Whereas if you save that money in a, a bond or a Ginnie Mae fund, you're pretty good. Paying penalties on check writing, paying penalties on your taxes, it never makes sense. So try not to get penalized on your taxes. You need to prepay 90% of your taxable income. Otherwise, you get hit with a penalty. One area that you can save more money is by making more money. You know, year-end bonuses. If you're close, put in the extra hours, right? Starting in 2013, taxpayers pay an additional nine-tenths of a percent Medicare tax on income from wages over 200000 or 250000 for married couples. Again, nine-tenths of a percent is not one percent, and it's that BS math that we run into. But I'm just – I couldn't be more livid about how Congress has never met a tax doesn't like. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We all say stupid things. And that's the, the beauty of, of life. I happen to do a radio show, so when I say it, it gets kind of costly. But I had to cringe this weekend when Lee Corso, who's on ESPN's College Game Day, he's kind of a goofball. He brought a five-year-old Oregon Ducks fan out as a celebrity guest. And he refers to the kid as a midget. Something I dig about that. Something I dig about Oregon. Their cheerleaders are a little... It's like USC, USC cheerleaders and Oregon cheerleaders. For some reason. Oh, I'm not sure what they have in the water up there or what they're smoking. But everyone looks a little bit better in that weather. Cold, wet, rainy. What do you have for me? Pick up the phone, give me a call, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. So when Lee Corso calls a five-year-old kid a midget, which apparently you're not supposed to say, short person or what have you. Mm. Mark Cuban's kind of one of those jerks. Says whatever's on his mind, doesn't have much of an internal filter. He basically said something that was pretty funny and pretty much so right on. He expressed frustration about Facebook. Marketing platform or not. Like, again, Super Bowl, marketing platform or not. We now look at the commercials as an event. 
But he was talking about Facebook recently and basically said uh, they need to admit that they're really no more than just a time waster with a lot of eyeballs. You know, finding engagement by clicks, likes, shares, unlikes, reporting works for Google search engine. I don't believe it works for a social network. People go to Google search with every intention of leaving it. They want to engage, click, and leave. On the exact opposite side of the spectrum, people go to Facebook with the expectation that it's very likely they'll stay on Facebook for an extended period of time. In fact, we spend more than 26 minutes per day on Facebook. Facebook is an alternative to boredom. Facebook is far more like TV than it's like Google Search. And Google Search, we pay a premium for. It's a pretty interesting commentary. So Facebook is a time waster. Should it be valued as a media company? Should they be similarly to Google? So Cuban, he's not, for me, Cuban's one of those guys that, uh, he just brings up debate in a really, I think, fun and clever way. You can find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show, Twitter handle, Rob Black Show, YouTube channel, Rob Black Show. Let's take a break. Right back on Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Hey, yeah. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Inflation? Not so much on Thanksgiving dinner. I enjoy the holidays enormously as a time to calm down, relax, and appreciate. Cost about $49.48 to feed a family of 10 with turkey and all the fixings this year. The most expensive item on the grocery list, turkey. 16-pound turkey costs $22.23, up 66 cents from last year. A slight increase in demand for turkey is responsible for the moderate price increases shoppers reported on the bird. Prices lower on sweet potatoes, cube stuffing, milk, cranberry, pumpkin pie mix. A couple other items that you may want to remember. Milk, pie shells, ingredients. Spoke to a group of high schoolers last week and I was surprised that it's a group of high schoolers that the goal is to get them into college. So one of the things that you do is you try to talk about, you know, why college was important. I don't think college is important on the degree as much as it is important on the showing an employer that you went to work for four years, that you got up early, that you stayed up late, that you got your paper done. College is work. Now, you're not paid to do it, but that's the concept that is in my mind. I'm sticking with it. With that said... I've got a friend who works at Beeson. Her skills are like in microbiology, psychiatry, and she works at Visa. Like, whoa, that doesn't feel quite right. Anyway, you get the idea, or I think you get the idea, that college is, yeah, the degree does matter. Trust me, I'm underestimating that. But... Importantly, I've never had an employer ask me for my grades. It's brutally tough to succeed out there, in my opinion. I won't hire someone with just a high school degree. 
I won't. We're transitioning in the world more and more digital. That transition has cost the CEO of Intel his job. He's going to let go in six months. Part of him is probably wealthy enough to live till the day he dies, but part of him is also probably wanted to leave on a higher note. Intel's struggling right now, trying to crack the world of tablets, trying to crack into the world of phones. And, you know, yeah, they got product out there, it's just not being consumed. So, getting the transition is important. There's so many things that influence success or failure. As much of a degree as you can get, get. From as good as college as you can get, get. There's some things that you can't control, like having a younger brother sucks in your childhood, right? But it also raises your blood pressure in adulthood. The Journal of Economics and Human Biology is saying that they've looked at causes of higher blood pressure. They look at the mechanisms. A younger sibling, particularly a younger brother, takes parental attention from older children. It burdens the older kids with extra responsibility of having to protect their little brother. If there's more siblings in the family. Parents' resources are more limited, and the older brother sees the younger brother as a competitor. It stresses them out. I know it's like, are you telling me I need to size up my sibling? It's kind of interesting, right? The stress of younger sibling wanes as people age. So older brothers have responsibility to help their younger brothers find a job, find a wife. Males are preferred over females in parts of the country, parts of the world. Baby sisters require fewer resources than baby brothers. Crazy that people have to spend time thinking about this stuff, but they do. Yeah, I'm grateful for it. Anything you want to talk about today, pick up the phone and call 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. I promise if I am ever tough on you, it's out of love and respect. The one thing I will not respect is stupidity. You can Twitter me. Rob Black Show. Tweet Rob Black Show. Keep in mind, I do have a seminar coming up not too far from now. You can sign up for it at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. It's going to be in Palo Alto at an Elks Lodge. I know you're saying Elks Lodge. Do they have Elks there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Walmart shoppers are going to have to face the union protest on Black Friday. That doesn't even sound like a good mix. Like Walmart shoppers, every year there's a story about broken bones or someone being trampled to death at Walmart. Walmart workers demanding better pay and benefits about a thousand protests online and outside stores, up to and including Black Friday. The strategy risks showing the company's strength because they're not, it's, no one's gonna, not going to shop at Walmart. It would require, you know, a drop in sales to say that this did some sort of significant shakeout. 
shoppers in the parking lot will say something like, oh, that's terrible that you don't get enough pay, but I want my big screen TV. Get out of my way. Where do I get my discount electronics? Can you show me? While you're, while you're busy not working, show me where to get my TV. People won't vote with their wallets at Walmart. I guarantee you that. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. 800-516-1220, Twitter, Rob Black Show. Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. YouTube channel, Rob Black Show. I'm not going to talk about the Twinkie. I'm probably going to be the only person not to talk about Hostess and the Twinkie. Don't do it. Don't do it. I want to so badly. I want to talk about the vanilla goodness that used to be banana goodness, but World War II, shortage of bananas, changed the world, changed the Twinkie. It's Rob Black, your money on the Wall Street Radio Network, 800 Twitter handle, Rob Black Show. Alone, even if you stay the list of the show. I know you're saying that's honest. It's true. Some issues out there that I just don't see is all that relevant. Just being honest with you. To get your calls in the air, it's 800 1220 It's 800 1220 and why am I being so honest with you on this? It's a good question. What I'm seeing out there is slow news week. What I'm seeing out there is Americans are going to spend more than $3 billion this year on pets for Christmas. Twilight's going to lift Hollywood to a record year. Existing home sales unexpectedly surged to 4.79 million. That's interesting. Okay, so that's the one I could tell you that housing in rock, paper, scissors, stone right now, it's kind of important. Lowe's raising sales expectations, housing is helping the economy. That's interesting. That's good, positive. That's something we can build off of. Holiday shortened week. It's just not that much there, right? Walmart shoppers are going to overrun Black Friday union protests. World War II changed the Twinkie. Intel CEO to step down. Okay, that's a little bit of something we could bite into. It's just a lot of fluff out there today, in my opinion. <clears throat> The dividend tax issue, there's so many ways to look at the fiscal cliff. We can look at them piecemeal. We can look at them as a big, if they all happen, what will happen kind of angle. But the dividend tax issue, I think it's indisputable truth that a lower dividend tax rate is better for investors than a higher dividend tax rate. With a lower rate, investors get to keep more of the dividend they receive, more of the income. It's very little surprise right now that we're seeing the market bothered by the thought that the currently low dividend tax rate is going to be going up, perhaps by a lot. It could go from 15% to 39%, some people think, 
<clears throat> you know, is it as bad as some people think? I don't think so. What should concern investors more than the dividend tax rate going up is the prospect of earnings going down. So for all we want right now, we could look at why did the market recently pull back after the election. Probably a lot of people think it's a dividend tax issue. But some people are forgetting that earnings also are a big issue. Earnings both on the corporate side, but also on the individual side. How much did you earn last year? Unless there's some sort of agreement to avert this fiscal cliff, income taxes will go up for everyone. Tax rate on qualified dividends will revert to the ordinary income tax rate, which would be 39.6% for the highest tax bracket. Individuals making over 200000 married couples making more than 250000 will pay an extra 3.8% on dividend income to help pay for the Affordable Care Act, taking the dividend tax rate as high as 43.4% for some payers. <clears throat> I'm offended by how many forms of taxes there are out there. I'm offended by how many forms of tax breaks there are out there. I think we're going to see some sort of value-added tax in my lifetime, maybe sooner than later. I think we'll see some more of a consumption tax in my lifetime. President Obama is pushing for an extension to lower tax income rates for everyone except for the top 2% of earners. House Majority Leader Boehner said the GOP is open to revenue increases but doesn't want the tax rates to go up. Okay. So he's open to revenue increases, <clears throat> i.e., let's get rid of some tax rebates. Let's get rid of some of the, well, you would be at 39.6% tax rate, except for the fact that you own a home. So we're going to lower you, you know, down to 34% because we're going to let you write off the interest on your home and your second home, et cetera. So the big expectation out there today is that investors will be soon keeping less of their dividend income than before, and the market we'll have a tough time digesting that. Now, the funny thing is, is change is always tough to handle, absolutely. Maximum tax rate on qualified dividends has been frozen at 15% for the past nine years. Adjusting to a higher dividend tax rate is not going to be easy, but we'll get over it. Investors have been spoiled on one hand the last nine years with low dividend tax rate, but keep in mind, it's been a long, long, we were around for a long, 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 long time. Surviving at a higher dividend tax rate. According to a consumer finance report, 49.9% of families, i.e. households, hold stock directly or indirectly. That comprises a small portion of the total population. The 250,000 for married couples, 200,000 for individuals. So the higher dividend tax on high-tax earners is a small portion. Now, when I say 49.9% of families hold stock, I need to follow that up with saying only 15.1% of families own individual stock. So a lot of people own mutual funds that they're, they know they're getting 2.1% dividend yield, but they don't realize maybe it goes down to 2% because that's not a big number to them. For the better part of 50 years, dividend income has been taxed out at ordinary income tax rates. 
during that 50-year period, the annualized rate of return for the S&P 500 with dividends reinvested was 9.4%. Clearly, despite much higher dividend tax rates than what are currently in place, the S&P 500 rose sharply on a total return basis during that 50 years. So a lot of people are like freaking out, and they're not looking back and saying, let's test this, let's, let's, let's model this. Of course, dividend-paying stocks would be worth less with a higher dividend tax. Yet, I think it still holds better relative value in the long term than a treasury bond or a fixed coupon rate that has limited price appreciation potential. In the world of economics, this is referred to as correlation, not causation. I think... People need to stop freaking out. Dividend aristocrats have increased their dividends through myriad economic and tax environments. In all likelihood, most, if not all, companies that do this will continue to do so. I saw Walmart's going to pay their dividend like December 27th versus January 2nd, so they get this year's tax rates versus what could, who knows, next year's. Dividend income in tax-deferred accounts goes untaxed until it's withdrawn. U.S. corporations will be looking for ways to maintain their shareholder base with the retirement of baby boomers. Dividend growth will remain an important tying factor. With or without a higher dividend tax, total return proposition, longer term, still favors dividend-paying stocks over treasuries. So, like, stop freaking out, people. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, much, much more. Find me at Twitter, Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black, YouTube, Rob Black Show. You're Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Wall Street's kind of interesting at this moment. What do I mean by that? We're in the cheapest bull market since Ronald Reagan. Now, again, work with me for a second. We've had a big correction since the election. Some would call it a route. 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 Let it all out. The SP 500 is down so far that it would have to advance right now 26% to reach the valuation of bull markets since JFK. So investors have raised about $806 billion of value since President Barack Obama was reelected November 6. It's a pretty big decline. It's the biggest decline since way, 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 way back in May. May. So falling stocks, rising profits. It's basically made things incredibly cheap. Now is a great time to buy if you believe that capitalism doesn't exist, if you believe that American economy is going to move forward. Now is the time to sell if you think we're going to 12% unemployment. Now is the time to buy if you think we're going to stay under 10% unemployment. Combination of falling stocks and rising profits. The housing numbers right now, if you're bearish, if you think the market's going to go lower, you have got to be freaked out about those housing numbers because they're strong. I recommend buying stocks. I think stocks can go up easily to 1600 next year. On any sort of budget compromise or perception of budget compromise, again, fiscal cliff, we're going to save money as a nation. Or we're going to, yeah, right? We're going to go less in debt. That's awful. You're going to go, wait, wait, wait. it's not awful, right? Now we're starting to think about it. Now we're starting to put the, the reality out there. Don't be a fool. 
So one thing I can highly caution you on is don't do something to hurt yourself financially. Alex Smith not going to play tonight for the 49ers. To get your calls in there, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. we got the SP 500 up 20, the NASDAQ up 37, the Dow up 144. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton. I want to talk a little risk of inflation in retirement. I know we talk about this often, but it's something that's important to think about. You know, a postage stamp in 1970 was six cents. Today it's 40 plus. That's crazy inflation of over 7%. A house in 1970 was $25,000. Now that same average house in America is $260,000. An automobile was $3,400 in 1970. Today it's well over 42000 for an average vehicle. That's inflation of 6% in a postage stamp, in a house, and in an automobile. Mr. Burton, the question for you is, uh, items, what do they cost today versus what do they cost in 40 years? I'm not even thinking about things that are going to cost in 20 years from now when I retire. So what's the risk of inflation to my retirement? Well, inflation is the boogeyman for retirement. It's the Freddy Krueger. It it's is. It's Jason Voorhees. Let me, let me give you an example. The Frankenstein's monster. It's the vampire. I think Dracula. it was 2011 where Social Security for, I think, one of the first times, if not the first time, said we're not going to increase yeah, the right. payout to retirees because there's really no inflation right now. And then they turn around and increase the cost of Medicare Part B by 14%. So you tell me how there was no inflation. It's just, you know, it's just government manipulated numbers on these types of programs. That's why it's not going to work anymore. So inflation is a huge risk. And I think that the risk of somebody that's retiring at 50 now to have Social Security that will not be adjusted inflation is extremely high. So I see these financial plans where, you know, a 40-year-old is assuming that they're going to have Social Security and they're going to assume their Social Security is going to increase each year with inflation. I think that's crazy. I think you're setting yourself up for failure. I think you have to run a very detailed financial plan. Look at all your expenses now. Add the things in in retirement you're not thinking about, like Medicare Part B, supplemental insurance, long-term care. Um, all of that costs that, you know, it's four or $500 a month that you're not thinking about. Also add back in, what do you want to do when you retire? You've been working, you know, 8 to 14 hours a day now. What's your hobbies going to be? And how much is that going to cost? How much are you going to travel? Do you have, you know, family overseas? Um, what's your charitable intent? You've got to calculate that. Put all that into the plan and project it forward with inflation. Basic living expenses up at least 3% a year. And then your health care costs at 5 to 6% a year. Historically, inflation's averaged, I believe, 3.4% each year for the last 100 years. Inflation costs go up 86% of the time every year, Mm -hmm. only down 14%. So it's something we have to count on, and it's not something that we think about in any way, shape, or form. And some retirement calculators don't even have a button for inflation expectations. Uh, Well, most online retirement calculators are garbage because they also don't ask you, okay, you're saying you have X numbers of dollars in your portfolio, yeah, and a lot of people are retiring with 90% of those dollars in 401Ks and IRAs. What happens when you pull that money out? On top of it, you got to pay taxes. you got to pay taxes, yeah. So, and in the state of California, you're double whammy because you're paying income taxes, but you're also paying incredibly high state taxes. Yeah. Um, so it, your retirement state, what state do you live in, is critically important because it could change the value of your portfolio 10%. Not only that, but what country? I mean, a lot of there's a lot of expats going on. My, my father retired in Ecuador, for example, and that all of a sudden got rated one of the number one places to retire in uh, Cuenca, Ecuador. And then costs there went up by about 10 to 15% in a year. 
<laughs> so, you know, people are looking for those low-cost alternatives because they either were laid off from a job at 60 and reti- had to retire, forced into retirement five years too early, um, or they've retired, they realize they can't go back to work because they're out of training, and they got to make their money last. So what do you do? In 1970, if you had $100, by 1980, to buy the same amount of goods and services, it was $212. By 1990, it was $336. By 2000, it was $441. By 2010, it was $600. So $100 of purchasing becomes $600 of purchasing very, very fast. Now, again, you're not going to live 40 years in retirement. I hope, well, maybe some mm. people will. You will. I'm not going to live 40 years in retirement. Have you, <laughs> have you seen my gut? I'll be bionic. You're going to be bionic? I, yeah. I'm going to have bionic knees and continue to uh, snowboard when I'm 85 years old. Wouldn't that be great? And for the record, I've lost my gut. You can say nice things about me on occasion. <laughs> So I've probably added like two or three years to my life, Yeah, which is important concept of retirement is get healthy. Um, it costs a lot less to be healthy than it does to be sickly and, uh, and, and heavy and, you know, breaking knees and hips because you weigh too much. It is. And, and that idea, too, that, um, you know, protecting a couple from that idea that one of them goes into a nursing home, what about that cost? That cost is 5 to 6% a year. So if you want like a skilled nursing facility or full-time assisted care in the Bay Area or Seattle, for example, yep. you're talking sixty-five dollars to $100,000 a year. And you might get 30 to 90 days of coverage out of Medicare. After that, you're on your own. You're on your own or you're on your, your relatives, so to speak. Well, you can do – there's a lot of things that can be done um, to protect spouses. We'll talk about that in future episodes. Um, you're listening to Rob Black. That's certified financial planner Chad Burton. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. You can find me online at Twitter handle Rob Black Show, Facebook group page I Hate Rob Black. We talk all things financial on this show. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. This is Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. I love you. I really appreciate my listeners enormously. And I do what I can to get you to retirement. I do what I can to get you to retirement. And one of the areas that I can say, you know, be wise is, you know, this website out there called petswithhats.com. And it shows kind of the absurdity that we will pay enormous amounts of money to put clothing on our animals. Your cat, your dog, your pet with your hat for everyone to see, there's actually a website called petswithhats.com. That's upsetting to me. It's almost downright disturbing to me. I love my animals. I do. But I really, really, really want to caution people on silly spending. As an investor, we have a lot of fluff out there today. We have some good, solid content out there today. Taking a look at the stock market, we see October existing homes sales better than expected. And that's enough. 
That's not fluff. The fluff is out there in the will Israel get a truce or not. Is it fluff in the sense that like real lives are hurting and being pushed at this point in time? Yeah. Yeah, that's a real story. But the price hasn't really hit oil yet, which is interesting to note. A little bit today, but not too much. So Americans are going to spend more than $3 billion on Christmas gifts this year for our pets. That's pretty scary. What do you want to talk about? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the news. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. We can talk dividend tax increases. We can talk existing home sales. Pretty good numbers. That should scare people who are negative to the market. Intel's hired today after seeing their CEOs on the way out. He's going to retire in May. Apple's higher. It's trying to show some meaningful support up 26 bucks today. Sitting at 553. Aruba Network's getting kind of beaten up today. They're lo- lower as Cisco System has entered into their space. Cloud networking uh, startup Cisco acquired Meraki. U.S. Steel is a big winner. They're up about 5% because we have a broad-based outperforming on materials today. So international paper, Louisiana Pacific, AK Steel, Meckel Steel. What a weekend of college football, huh? Facebook, and earlier in the show I was talking about Oregon cheerleaders. Just, I don't know about that. Just to me, it's Oregon cheerleaders and SC cheerleaders. Like, anytime they're on TV, you're like, ooh. Ooh, candy. I know you're saying you're objectified women. I kind of am, but I don't feel the same way about, like, UC Santa Barbara cheerleaders. I know you're saying UC Santa Barbara has cheerleaders. Over Zindy Tech or Duke. Mm, maybe I got a thing for, like, Alabama and Louisiana. SEC does football, right? Not so much for Stanford or Berkeley. Berkeley's football cheers just always blow my mind when they say things like repel them, repel them, make them relinquish the ball. It's like, you guys are nerds. You guys are big nerds. Twilight's going to help Hollywood this year. And then you're saying, you don't have a lot of content today, do you? I really don't. There's not a lot going on out there. Twilight's Pulled in $141 million. It misses breaking its franchise record. I have watched maybe two minutes on cable late at night, and that's dreadful. You almost have to have had a lobotomy. An interesting lobotomy. That's almost where you have to be to enjoy the Twilight films. But they pulled in $141 million. A little bit short of the franchise record, $142 million. Most anticipated movie of the fall. 92% of ticket sales were for the final film in the final franchise this weekend. Skyfall performed better than Quantum of Solace for its second straight weekend. Skyfall passed $168 million domestic. It's going to be the highest grossing Bond film of all time. Lincoln outdid itself in fewer theaters than most of the top tens. It fell... Uh, a little bit on the list, but did quite well. Adam Sandler's got a new movie out called Hotel Transylvania. 
I'm pretty sure that I can not see another Adam Sandler film in my life and be okay. I'm pretty sure that his contribution to society is, is probably fulfilled at this point in time. So Adam Sandler's Hotel Transylvania has pulled in $142 million. I, don't, I can't even tell you a thing about the movie. The Man with Iron Fist grossed about $14.6 million of an estimated $15 million budget. Not too shabby. Cloud Atlas has pulled in only $24 million since it debuted. It's, I hope that's a flop. I'm so tired of Tom Hanks. I was over Tom Hanks with, with Bosom Buddies. I know you're like, but he talked to the volleyball of that beach movie. I know. That's the last thing that he did that was compelling, and I thought that was dreadful. So the market's massively undervalued, according to historically where it is in bull markets. To the tune of about 25-plus percent, this market could spring higher on a budget resolution or even a uh, a realization that a resolution doesn't have to happen, that it's okay if we, you know, collect more money, that life won't end. To me, a bigger issue is going to be the tax wall, not the tax cliff. And the wall will be the higher interest rates. I know I should probably go, t- go uh, copyright and patent tax wall. Because fiscal cliff, uh, maybe, oh, fiscal wall, fiscal tax wall, fiscal wall, like, right? When interest rates start to climb, we're in trouble. We're not there yet. We've actually got a very, very cheap bull market going on right now. Home builder confidence rose to a six-year high. That's pretty impressive. Allergens in the news today. They're going to pay $350 million for skin medica business. Allergen, the maker of Botox, which, again, stuns me. Stuns me at how... What great links people go to alter their appearance. I know you're saying, maybe you should alter your appearance. You're ugly. I'll pluck a hair here or there. But allergen, the Botox maker, weighing the sale of its obesity unit, it's going to expand the range of its skincare products by agreeing to purchase a unit from Skin Medica. Skin Medica's products include a prescription treatment for reducing female facial hair. Love it. Here I say, don't don't go and alter your body, but I. How many women do you think are going to try to get rid of that stash? Many. They also do lotions to help reduce the appearance of wrinkles, which I don't really believe in. I like wrinkles. Allergens range of skin products include wrinkle reducer, Botox, and Juvederm. We live in such a vain society that you can invest in allergen and do well. So Skin Medica's product line is called Color Science Makeup, which will be spun out. So they're not getting into the makeup business. Allergen may sell its obesity business, which includes the lap band weight loss device because of falling sales. It takes a special kind of vein to shoot botulism into your body. Israel's ready to invade Gaza if there's no ceasefire. That could be a Great way to spend Thanksgiving. A couple of years ago, we got the uh, tsunami that we got to watch on CNN. People are hanging off pine trees, not pine trees, but palm trees. 
I passed the turkey. This is good stuff. Or maybe this isn't Christmas. My life seems to be merging into one big blur. So Intel CEO out in large part because they're not in tablets and phones. Now, again, this looks pretty orderly. Hostess ho-hos. What are we going to do without hostess ho-hos? What kind of life is that? What is it worth living if we don't have our ho-ho? I ask you this question, America. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Drop me an email, Rob. Rob Black. Tweet me. At Rob Black Show. Follow me on YouTube, Rob Black Show. Existing home sales in the U.S. increased, propelled by the lowest rates on record, cheaper properties, and improved consumer sentiment. Housing is an area of strength in the United States, and it's a strong area of strength. Borrowing is cheap. Maybe you can get the credit. It's a great time to buy. America's fighting its way through distressed property sales, which probably will last up to two more years into 2015. And then housing will officially be okay. Now, right now, it's location, location, location. Near jobs is fine. Median price of an existing home climbed 11% from October 2011 to 2012 to $178,600. Tweet me, Rob Black Show. Find me on the Facebook group page. I hate Rob Black. You're Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. What's on your financial mind? I'd love to talk to you about it. There's a big focus right now on the Middle East and Israel and the Gaza Strip. Best gifts of the year in tech. What are they? I recently got a new Motorola Razor X. and I'm a guy who likes a big screen and a big battery life. It's fine. I had to get it because my last one blew up. Otherwise, I'm like, I'm, I think I'm kind of done with the whole smartphone. Got to have it and see it, want it, touch it. Tablets, TVs, and apps. Oh, my. Tablets and TVs and apps. Oh, my. So what's the best smartphone out there this year? You know? Motorola Droid Razor M is a good value. Near edge-to-edge display. Samsung's Galaxy Note 2, it's a good pick if you want a massive screen, 5.5-inch screen. Special stylus that lets you write and doodle on the screen. Boring. HTC's One X, it's one of the best phones on the AT&T at this point in time. Fast processor, beefed up specs. A lot of Android customizations that they've done well. Like the year in tech, or the gifting in tech is boring, right? I'm bored just talking about it. So Americans are going to spend over $50 billion this year on our pets. It's an all-time high. Dogs, cats, and guppies, oh my. 
Food and vet costs account for about 65% of the spending. It's, you know, one of the things that I find kind of interesting about Americans, you either do or you don't look at your animal as family. I couldn't possibly kill my dog. Or you either do or you don't look at your pet as, I ain't paying $5,000 for cancer treatment on it. It's a pet. It's, right? Petraeus scandal got an awkward portrayal on Saturday Night Live last night, or Saturday night. They drove right into the Petraeus scandal. There's a Paula Broadwell reading all in skit. Very monotone, solicitous details of her not at all concealed affair with the general. I don't know. I don't look at that story. That story's not going away. It's too titillating, it's too exciting. Compared to the fiscal cliff. And yet, we're 42 days, 15 hours, 5 minutes and 10 seconds, 9 seconds to the fiscal cliff. Obama's doing what he can right now to call CEOs and try to get some sort of consensus out there. It's going to be an interesting end of the year. Walmart's going to say, by the way, that they're going to pay a special dividend before the end of the year in large part. to have a lower tax rate for their shareholders. The wealthy owners, founders of Walmart, have only pledged about 2% of their wealth to uh, goodwill and to charities. And then you see people like Bill Gates pledging almost all of it. Fascinating. Improving the world right now while you're alive. It's a Black Friday. Oh. Can't we just get through Christmas? Can't we just get through Thanksgiving? Santa's already at the malls right now taking Christmas pictures with the kids. There's no lines. Can't we just get to Thanksgiving with some post-turkey bliss before we have to see Santa at the mall? Black Friday promoted as the biggest shopping day of the year is officially marred by just hordes of shoppers. Literally zombie Americans. You know, there's layaway things going on this year. I think it's shameful to be shopping on Thanksgiving. Like, it's the one day a year where you celebrate family. And maybe that's your family Thanksgiving tradition. Mine is a little bit more dubious. I always want to play some sort of prank on a family member. You have a wonderful family, and you go out shopping, Target and Sears and Walmart. You make employees work on Thanksgiving. Material things over family is not more obvious than shopping on Thanksgiving. Drives me bonkers. And again, I'm not that big of a family guy. 
So workers, Black Friday strike at Walmart. Nationwide walkout on Black Friday. I think they're going to find out that a very small amount of people care about them as employees. When it comes to my large screen TV... Yo, this is Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. It's a holiday shortened week. Please, by all means, appreciate that. Enjoy your family this week. Slow it down one notch if you can. Check me out on Twitter, Rob Black Show. YouTube, Rob Black Show. Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.